Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 250 and session number 75 of Ask Scott. This is where you submit your questions and I do my best to answer them on a podcast just like this. And I can't believe it. We're at session number 75. That means for 75 weeks, I've done this for you. And uh, it just feels awesome that we're able to connect through voicemail and uh, me doing a session like this. Literally, I'm sitting here with a cup of coffee. The sun is is coming through my front window. Beautiful day here in South Carolina. And uh, yeah, enjoying life, guys. This is awesome. And I hope that you guys are doing awesome as well. Now, if you guys are brand new to the uh, podcast, I want to welcome you. Uh, my name is Scott Volker. Uh, <laughs> I am the host of the Amazing Seller Podcast. And uh, yeah, would love to just say, hey, welcome and uh, thank you so much much for stopping by. Uh, And the way that this show really started was from me getting a bunch of questions either on email or a voicemail because I set up this page where you can ask your own questions and then it's a way for me to connect with you. So if you do have a question, even if you are a longtime listener and you have a question that just kind of popped up and you want me to answer on an upcoming show, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask, and uh, well, you can do just that. You can ask your question through the voicemail uh, little recorder there. Now, the one little thing here I want to make sure that you do when you ask that question is just include your first name and include a brief question. This way here, I know who I'm speaking with, and I also know the brief question, so we can go ahead and uh, and get this thing taken care of, all right? So how, does that, that sound good? That sound cool? All right, good. All right, so hopefully you guys are having an amazing day as well, and uh, if not, you know what? Go out there and make it a great day. Do something. Keep the movement. Keep keep moving forward. When those days creep up on you and they feel like they're just not going right, guess what? Just hit restart, reset, and start over. I've had to do it. I know you've had to do it, so I'm going to remind you right now, if you're having one of those days... Let's start over, okay? Let's press that that little reset button, all right? So I want to remind you guys, too, before we jump into today's first question, I wanted to remind you about the show notes that we have available for you at this episode and the transcripts. They're there for you as well. Any links that I mentioned throughout this show will be there as well. So head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash 250. Again, that's theamazingseller.com forward slash 250. 50. One last thing, I promise, this will be the last thing, then we'll jump into the first question. I wanted to share something with you because I'm pretty fired up about it, and I would be sharing this with some of my closest friends, and I feel as though you guys are some of my closest friends because you guys are longtime listeners and or maybe just new listeners, whatever, but you guys get what I'm saying, right? So I want to share this with you because I'm pretty fired up about it. I'm pretty excited about it, and what that is is recently, you may have heard it, you may not have, but uh, I was a featured guest on the Smart Passive Income with Pat Flynn. Now, Pat Flynn, I've listened to him probably when he first started his podcast, and I really admire how he conducts himself, and he's a family guy, and we're we're a lot alike in in that aspect. So when he asked me to be part of this uh, this, uh, podcast episode that he was doing, kind of like an experiment, what he did was he reached out to 15 entrepreneurs, and he said, hey, I want you to answer this one question, And we're going to go ahead and we're going to air everyone's questions and hear the differences between them all because everyone will have a little bit of a different answer. And the question was, what I wish I'd known before starting my own business. And it was really awesome to be able to answer this. And I had to think long and hard about it because, again, I'm not just talking about like Amazon business. I'm talking about just like business in general. Like what are the lessons I've learned throughout the past 15 
plus years? And how can I kind of really boil that down into a three to a five minute answer? Um, and that's what I did. So I definitely recommend you listen to this episode. There's 14 other entrepreneurs that answer the same exact question, which are some really great answers, by the way. And definitely go check it out. It's actually episode 227 on SPI. And I will leave a link in the show notes to this episode. And again, I just want to publicly uh, give a little shout out to Pat Flynn for uh, you know just saying thank you and uh, allowing me to go on the podcast and really try to inspire someone else, even if it's just in the smallest way. And uh, it's just really, really awesome. And I just wanted to say thank you. And I want to thank everyone out there in the community that has supported the podcast. I just want to thank you guys. It really, really does mean a lot. So there you go, guys. All right, there's something I'm pretty fired up about. Wanted to share it with you guys. And uh, hopefully uh, you guys are cool with that. All right, so uh, check out that episode. It's a killer episode. All right, let's go ahead and listen to today's first question, and I'll give you my answer. Hey, what's up, Scott? My name is Alawi. Scott, I have a quick question for you. I do see a market that uh, I'm really interested in, a market that I have a lot of experience in, a market where I could actually reach out to customers that I deal with every single day. With this market, I see myself building a company outside of Amazon easily, and I really like it. Here's the only thing, though. This market is so saturated. For one, for example, I have one listing up, up there right now. I've just released a, a listing. I wanted to see how selling on Amazon would be. For that one listing, there's probably like 60,000 listings and variations. It's very difficult. However, you know, I, I'm a hard worker. I'm dedicated. I see myself, you know, building this company. One more thing as well. Um, I don't have too much money to invest I don't have a high budget to invest in. Um, so what do you recommend? Do you recommend me building this uh, um, this market or should I find a, a market which where it's less competitive and um, where it will be, where I will have less competition? So thank you, man. I would really appreciate it if you answer this question and you have an awesome day, man. Hey, Alawi, what's up, man? Thank you so much for the question. And uh, yeah, I want to uh, give you my thoughts on this, all right? Now, you said a couple of really important things here. Number one, you said that you're looking at a market that you're currently already in. Now, maybe you work for a company that's already in this space. You know that space really well. Um, so that's that's pretty big, right? Like, if you are already immersed into this market, then you know a lot of things that other people don't know that are just trying to get into the market. So that's number one. That's a positive for you, okay? That's a that's a good thing. Um, the other thing that you mentioned is that it's also very saturated, and that's a red flag, all right? Like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute here. It, it's saturated. But what we really didn't discuss and what you didn't discuss was is, is, there, an, is there a way for you to find a, a, a unique proposition or a unique thing in that market if you niched it down, okay, or niche it down or niched it or whatever, right? You guys you guys get what I'm saying. We always get hung up on that niche thing, uh, but I call it niche, but your market, right? If there's a way for you to really, like, not just take the, you know, the one thing, the main thing that 60,000 people are trying to sell, but there's got to be other products that aren't as popular or that aren't as like, you know, the main thing, there's got to be other things around that, right? So, and I kind of always talk about like the garlic press, right? Well, if we're not 
Let's not talk about the garlic press. Let's talk about other products that that same person. So let's just take a chef, for example, right? If everybody's trying to sell the chef a garlic press, there's other things that that chef needs that isn't a garlic press, all right? So you have to go into that market, which it sounds like you know a lot about that market. So now what we want to do is figure out like all of the different aspects, like all of the different things. Again, we talked about this in in, uh, a few uh, episodes ago about, uh, you know, the guitar market, right? If you're in the guitar market, right, like I'm a guitar player, there's a lot of things in that market that's not just the guitar, right? Or it's not just the amplifier, right? It's not like just the main things. There's multiple, multiple components or different things that could be, we, we could really niche it down and then you could sell that one thing. Or like we talked about before, maybe that market is all about the guitar, right? Of this certain style of, of guitar playing, let's say classical. Well, now we've just segmented ourselves out of that main saturated market, and now we're over on a smaller side of the market, but it's niched down. And now we can go even a little bit further. There's different classical styles of guitar. Maybe we niche down one more time. And this is a way for you to get started in a market without all of that competition. And then this way here, you can start to slowly bring yourself into maybe more of those other categories of the market. So I would say, again, you said you're limited on money. Again, I I understand that. There's ways for you to get into this without having to spend a lot of money, okay? Again, finding those other products that support the main thing, um, that would be one thing. That would be one way without having to go and, and, uh, you know, maybe launch the guitar, right? We're, we're talking about launching something that supports the guitar. Or if, again, long-term, like you said, this is something that you'd like to build outside of Amazon as well. Well, then there's content, right? We can all start uh, a website or a blog and start uh, creating some type of content out there for people to then consume and then bring them back to our thing, right? We all can do that. It's time. It's it's going to take time. It's going to take patience and all that. And we talked about that, uh, you know, in, in past episodes as well. But the thing is, it takes time. It takes patience. So there's things that you could be doing even if you don't have the money right now to do the product even. Or maybe you do retail ARB in that market with other hot selling products in that space just to get in the space, right? So go after what you can do right now, but also I would map it out though. I would map out like the main the main market and then I would start to segment that market. I would take and, and create this on a literally on a piece of paper and I would put like the main thing and then I would start putting all of the all of the different uh you know the, the, the sub markets and the sub 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 markets and I would just start niching it down. Again, a great way to do this is to look at Amazon and see what they're showing you as frequently bought together or um you know uh, this customer also viewed these items. Like it's a way for you to then tap into that. But it sounds like you already know that because you're in that market. So I would just say dump all of that all of those ideas, all of the all of the different parts of the market, dump it all down onto a, a a piece of paper, and then you can start to break into each one of those a little bit deeper and a little bit deeper. Um, so that's what I would recommend. Um, I would say definitely if you're passionate about it, and if it's something that you see a long term vision, I'm talking three to five years vision, then go for it, 
right? Um, that's what I would say. So hopefully this has been helpful or anyone else that's kind of in this in this space in their mind or, or in the process, um, understand that if you're going to go down that road of external, it's going to take a little bit more time rather than just putting a product up on Amazon and instantly having traffic. You have to go find the traffic and then you have to create an offer for them to come to your product or to your website. Um, again, we talked about building an outside funnel or a sales channel. Um, that would be like Facebook ads to a blog post, from the blog post to a product, you know, all of that stuff. And we talked about that in past episodes. But again, not to go on too much of a tangent here, but I like this question because it shows that you want to build something bigger than just one product that you can sell on Amazon. And I like that. All right, so let's go ahead and listen to another question and I'll give you my answer. Hi, Scott. This is April from Ohio. I'm just calling. I have a question I don't think you've answered before on the show. Um, This is about selling internationally. So I have a product that I launched in February of this year, and it's doing it's doing rather well. um, Thanks to all your help. I'm currently selling about 20 units a day. And so my next question is, should I be selling in Canada, in the UK, as well as the US? Or should I expand into other products? Um, so I'm just kind of wondering your thoughts on that. I'm kind of leaning towards simply selling on the other two platforms before I go into other products, just because I already have a product that is doing well and I, you know, have the sourcing down and all of that. So I don't know, just want to know your thoughts on that. Um, let me know what you think and thank you for everything. Hey, April, thank you so much for the question, and this is a really, really good question. Number one, I think we should give you a round of applause for 20 sales a day. Let's do that now together. All right, now I hope that we got thousands of you to actually clap all at the same time. That would be amazing. So awesome, awesome job, and uh, we definitely have to tip our hat to you for taking action and going out there and uh, and doing the research and finding a, a good product, okay? So that's number one. Congratulations on that, and I'm so glad for you. Okay, secondly, there's a couple things here, right? Now, we have a product. It's already doing well. 20 sales a day. My first question would be, is 20 sales a day as many sales as you can get, or can we still optimize that further? That would be first thing, right? We want to go after the, I guess, the the most low-hanging fruit that we can right now. Like, what's the, what's the easiest thing for you to do right now if you were to take that product and then add it to another channel or, you know, build upon that one product? So that would be, like, the questions I'd be asking myself. And secondly... I would say, okay, now we've got this product, how hard is it going to be for me to get set up to sell on the UK or in Canada, right? The traffic there is going to be less, we know that, okay? But if you can do that easily, then I would say, go for it, right? You've already got the product, like you said, then you're gonna then, you know, go ahead and do it. The only difference there is you're gonna have to definitely have some type of storage issues um, or differences there because you are going to have inventory in two different locations now. Um, so that's something else to consider, okay? So the other thing that I would say is, 
Have you explored uh, posting your product or listing your product rather um, on Walmart.com now that they've they've allowed us to do that, or Jet.com, or eBay, or have you have you done any of those other channels that seem to be the easier channels to kind of throw a product up on, get it listed, and start to see if you can get some sales? So again, I'm looking at like what's the least amount of resistance right now for you to get that product on another platform. All right, um, so that would be my 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 first or I guess second recommendation there, the first one we already talked about. So that's what I would do there. Okay. I would just look for those, those easier, uh, those, those easier barrier to entry. Okay. The, the least amount of resistance. That's what I would look for. The other thing you brought brought up a really good point is like launching a secondary product. If you launch that secondary product, that should help you sell more of the first product. So you could take that 20 units per day that's selling, and if you launch product number two, and let's say you get that to maybe only 10 units a day, but that can help drive another five sales to the first product or more, or maybe vice versa, then that might be worth it, right? So you have to ask yourself those questions. I'm not sure uh, what that next product would be, how well it would sell with the other product. If it's a if it's a really great product that works well with the other or it's an accessory, then it makes a lot of sense, all right? But I would say, again, going after the least amount of resistance right now. That's To me, that's always what it is. Like, what's the easiest thing that you could do right now that could add growth to your business? Like, what's the, what's the one thing right now that you could do that would be the easiest to do? So you might, need to, you might need to explore that. You might need to say, what's it gonna take for me to start selling in the UK? What's it gonna take me to list in Canada or Japan or wherever you want to sell that product? Because you're right, if you have one product that's selling pretty good here, it might sell great in the UK as well. It might not either. Um, there's no guarantees, obviously. Um, the other thing we haven't even mentioned is, you know, could you take that product and start building out your external sales channel like we talked about? You know, taking Facebook ads and driving them to a blog. My biggest thing here is if if you're taking all of your resources and putting them into one product and then that one product you're trying to market it over across all of these other areas, that's good. But the same thing is, is if you get in trouble with Amazon for whatever reason, for whatever reason, we don't know, is that going to affect all of your accounts or just the one in the US or one in the UK? Like, again, we don't want to put all of our eggs in one basket. We've all heard that and I believe in that. I think we should diversify. I think we should find other channels that aren't supporting on the same. So again, if you can list that same product on like walmart.com or jet.com, eBay, and then get some, a few additional sales that way, that would be least amount of resistance to me, in my opinion. And then I would start looking at those, that those uh, international marketplaces, but I would also be looking at product number two. Um, Because product number two, uh, again, is going to take some work to get it, you know, sourced and all that stuff. And it's going to, uh, you know, it's going to take a little bit of money to get that going, right? So, I would look at all of those things and then make that decision, but eventually you're going to need product number two anyway, right? We don't want to just have one product selling. Um, So hopefully this has been helpful. Uh, Again, without knowing the entire situation, um, it's really hard to give you an exact of what I would do, but I think I kind of did. Like whatever is the easiest right now to do that you could do like real easy, that would be the one I would do. And then I would move on to all of those eventually. But it's just in the order that you're going to do them is what you really need to understand. And that's only going to happen uh, when you can ask yourself those yourself those questions. So hopefully that's been helpful. Good luck to you. Congratulations too, by the way. And uh, yeah, keep us posted. All right. So let's go ahead and listen to another question and I'll give you my answer. Hello, Scott. This is Derek up in Portland, Oregon. I'm a new subscriber to the podcast. I do quite a bit of driving for my work and um, 
and so I get to listen to it on my way and uh, on my way home as well. Uh, I love the tips that you've gave, given so far. Um, I'm really excited to get it into my business. Um, but one question that I had for you is, I'm uh, well, a little backstory. I had a listing that I got started about a year ago. Didn't go super well, but I got uh, newly reinvigorated and I want to see it work. Um, but one thing that I realized that I was doing wrong and I wanted your advice on, um, in the search terms under the keyword tab in your product listing, do you want to list out as much, uh, information and as many keywords as possible or very specific, what you think the customer is going to be searching? For example, do you want to say garlic press or stainless steel garlic press, comma, you know, best grip, comma, great gift, comma, et cetera, anything that they would search for. Uh, what have you found to be successful? Um, so that's my question. Uh, I would love an answer and, uh, I appreciate all that you do. Thanks. Hey, Derek, thanks so much for the question. And thanks for being a listener, by the way, a new listener. And, uh, I'm so glad that I was able to, uh, spend a little bit of time with, in the car with you and, uh, pass some of that time, uh, along with, uh, with the podcast. So awesome. Uh, awesome on that. And, uh, I'm, I'm also excited that you've been kind of like rejuvenated in a sense to where now you're going to kind of come back to it. And it's funny because a lot of times, you know, we, we might start something and then get frustrated, discouraged, or maybe life gets in the way and then we stop and then we come back to it. And then we start to see a little bit more energy going into it, or you have a different perspective or whatever it is. So anyone else that might've been dabbling in this or anything for that matter in business and, you know, relationships and, you know, fitness, whatever it is, just always know you can always come back to it if you need to, and uh, you might have a new perspective on things. So I uh, just wanted to throw that out there. But Derek, to answer your question, uh, you know, I don't think any of us really know, you know, like what's the right thing to do on the back end of the search terms. Like all I can say is, and, and this is from myself, but also from, you know, students of mine or listeners of the show kind of coming back and reporting to me, and there's been mixed you know, opinions on what is right, what is wrong. The one thing I know that I would say uh, for sure is that Amazon does not want us to stuff keywords in the back end. So I would say be as relevant as possible because think about this too. If you get someone to find your listing from a keyword that doesn't even make sense for your listing and someone clicks on it, that's really a negative thing for your listing because it's going to show as someone came to your page and they didn't buy. So that's going to make your conversion rate look bad. So we don't want to do that anyway. So I like the idea of putting in keywords that are relevant uh, and uh, and only relevant keywords that are going to pertain. Like you said, though, uh, if you put in there, you know, stainless steel garlic press, and then from there you put a comma, if you are going to use commas, by the way, you don't have to use commas, but if you are going to use commas, Definitely make sure that you put a space after your comma. If you don't, if you don't do that, Amazon has been known to really just get confused by those, and then it will just look like a big jumbled mess. So I think the best way is to really don't use commas and just use words. So it would be stainless steel, garlic press, uh, black handle, uh, you know, whatever, um, oversize. Like if those are keywords that. Uh, people are searching for, Amazon is smart enough to pick 
from the different words, right? The other thing is when you're doing your pay-per-click, that's where it's gonna give you a lot of the relevant keywords too, especially when you run an auto campaign in the beginning. That's why we always suggest running an auto campaign in the beginning because then we can see exactly what Amazon is looking at our listing as far as optimization goes, but then also what are the relevant keywords that are that are inside of our listing, and then we can we can expand off of there. Now, again, if you haven't optimized your listing at all in in the beginning, then your auto campaign isn't really going to tell you a ton because it's not going to be optimized to begin with, right? So you want to do a little bit of this research anyway, and in the beginning, you want to be as laser focused as far as targeting goes as you can be, and then allow them to expand outside of that. And a great way for this too is like using a broad uh, search term. If you use a broad search term in your pay-per-click, and let's just say you use the word garlic press, then they're going to go out and find related keywords that could pertain to garlic press, and then you're going to be able to see that in your search report, and then you can build off of that. So that's another way to find relevant keywords, and then you can put them in the back end of your keywords. But I would say, if you don't have 5,000 characters to put in the back end, then don't put them in there. Just don't try to fill it out just to fill it out. Make sure you're finding relevant search terms, and then from there, you're plugging them in the back. And again, I've been doing it this way. I know a lot of uh, people that I talk to on a regular basis that are even smarter than I am about this is... uh, they're, they're putting them in there just with spaces. So it would be, like I said, it would be stainless steel, garlic, press, black, handle, oversize, you know, whatever, right? So you're going to have those different keywords in there. You're not going to have to repeat those keywords. So hopefully this has helped you. Again, congratulations on getting excited again about this opportunity. And uh, hey, I'm rooting for you, all right? So keep me posted and uh, good luck, all right? So we've got time for one more quick question. Let's go ahead and listen to that question and I'll give you my answer. Hi, Scott. Uh, This is Chandra from Michigan. Just want to thank you for all of your information. I love your energy. Love everything that you're putting out here for us. It is, I'm so very grateful um, that I've found your podcast. Um, just a couple questions for you. Hoping to get some some answers back from you. Having a little bit of issues with the campaign, running campaigns for my product. Um, we go really good for some for a while, for a week, almost two weeks. And then all of a sudden I have no sales, uh, mostly maybe for the most of three days. And then all of a sudden one pops up. So didn't know if there's something you can suggest that I try. Also reviews. I'm looking for more organic reviews. I don't know how to reach out to my people. Um, I do have feedback genius. I don't know if you have any tips that I should use with that. And also when do I... Um, know when to order product. Should I order product on my slow moving product? And when should I? And also, when do I start looking for my next product? I'm very antsy about that, but I've only been doing this for three months with my product. We have 17 reviews. Need some need some more um, some more tips. So, if there's anything you can give me, I'd love it. Thank you again. Have a good day. Hope to hear from you soon. Take care. Hey, Chandra, thank you so much for the question. And, uh, you know, you've got a few questions in there. I'm going to do my best to answer them. But uh, the first thing I would say is on the kind of like the sales on how they kind of like you get a couple, then you don't get a couple. A few days go by, you get a couple, you know. 
Number one, if you're not really doing a ton of promotion or Amazon pay-per-click or any of that stuff, then that can be the case, all right? Now, if you're running Amazon pay-per-click, we want to be able to start dialing in those campaigns to start getting sales on a regular basis. So we can kind of say, all right, I'm going to spend $25 today, and that's going to help me get whatever, three sales, five sales, 10 sales, whatever it is, whatever your number needs to be. And then from there, you can start to, I don't want to say that you can, you can predict, but you almost can do that. If that makes sense. Uh, because now you've kind of, you've narrowed it down. You found these converting keywords and now you've pretty much dialed that in, but that doesn't mean it's a guarantee either. Um, but when you do that as well, uh, you are also then expanding out your reach, right? So, that there to me would be the first thing I would probably say to focus on. Now, the other thing that you mentioned too is that you're working on reviews. So it sounds like you don't have as many reviews as you'd like. So maybe your competition has a lot more reviews and you don't have uh, as many or near as many. So that could be a conversion problem. So my other question to you would be like, okay, you're saying you're not getting a lot of these, uh, a lot of sales throughout this time period. But my question would be like, how many sessions are you getting per day? So instead of just looking at the sales, I'd be looking at, okay, what's my traffic look like for today? Do I have 50 visitors today? Do I have 100 visitors today? And I'm, I'm only converting one of them. That means I'm only converting, if I'm 100 visitors, I'm, I'm only getting one sale. That's 1%. We've got room to improve here. So now we've got a conversion problem. So see, I'm just reversing back uh, kind of like what it could be by the data. Okay, so we need to look at traffic. We need to see how many visitors are coming there per day. Now, if you're telling me you're only getting like five visitors a day, well, now we have a traffic problem. We aren't getting enough eyeballs on our listing. So how do we increase that? Well, the easy way would be, I don't, well, the easy way, the easiest way or easier way would be really going out and and really uh, diving into some more uh, campaigns and some pay-per-click to get those eyeballs, right? But until you can really know that your conversion is going to be worth you spending a lot more money on pay-per-click is you need to be able to see the conversion metrics, right? So we need to get visitors and then we need to see how many people convert. Once we understand that number and let's say that now we're at a 10% conversion, then we know, okay, if I get a hundred people to my listing, then I should convert 10 of those to sales, right? Cause now it's 10%. But if you don't have 100 visitors and you're still converting at 10%, you only have five visitors a day, well, that's not going to work, right? We're not gonna be able to get that number to where we're gonna be able to get our 10 sales a day. So I would focus on looking at the data first, but then I would look at the I would look at the traffic coming in. So I would say, okay, I got 100 visitors today. How many of them converted? Well, none. Well, that means I got 0% that day, right? So we got some improving to do there. Do we need better images? Do we need more reviews? Do we need, is our pricing too high? Is it too low? You know, like those are the different things that we have to think about. Um, So I would look at all of that stuff. Now, talking about the reviews, you talked about using Feedback Genius. I think it's a great company. Um, I use them in the beginning as well. Currently, now I use Salesbacker, but it does basically the same thing. So it sounds like you need a follow-up email sequence in place. Now, I think Feedback Genius gives you um, probably some, uh, I don't know if they give you templates, but they definitely give you some uh, recommendations on what to do. Um, I do have a... uh, Email sequence that I send out, there's three emails, one after it's been delivered, then like one, three days after they've received it, and then I think it's seven days after that. Um, And you can find that, uh, I believe it's a template that I have there for you at uh, theamazingseller.com forward slash email. And if you go there, you'll find uh, kind of like that sequence, and uh, you can implement that. So if you're using Feedback Genius, just have to 
you know, create the three emails that you want to send out or two, however many you want to do. And then what are the trigger points that's going to send out that email? So a trigger point would be like after the item has been received from the customer, it's been, you know, basically been delivered to their house. That's when you would want to send out the first email. And then maybe after three or four days, they've had time to use it. Then that's the next one. And then maybe seven, eight days later, then the next one. Um, so that's how I would do that. So it sounds like you don't have any of that in place. I would definitely recommend doing that like ASAP. So there's some things to think about or anyone else that's thinking about, you know, well, my sales just aren't there. You got to ask yourself, like, what are the numbers though? Like, what's the data? Like if the data is there, as far as like, you know, you've gotten some time to have, you know, traffic come to your site or to your listing. And then from there you get to see your conversion. And then from there you get to see, can you improve that? Um, then you can start talking more about Amazon pay-per-click and all of that stuff. So hopefully this has been helpful to you and whoever else is struggling at this stage, but it's really a numbers game. It really does come down to a numbers when you're at this stage. You did ask also about maybe thinking about product number two. The only time I would think about product number two is if I was thinking that product number one just wasn't going to take off because it was just too saturated or I've already exhausted everything I can think to do to push this product and I don't really want to push it anymore. I'm just going to, you know, branch off of this product, maybe add another product that's similar to it to maybe help with sales that way, but then maybe take a new approach at picking a product because maybe it just wasn't done, uh, properly or maybe you rushed or maybe you thought you had a product that was good and it wasn't. I mean, we learned through this process. So that's what I would recommend there on that as well. So good luck to you. Keep me posted. And anyone else that has questions that you want me to answer on an upcoming Ask Scott, just head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask and you can do that. Just leave your first name and a brief question and I'll do my best to get uh, that answered on an upcoming show. And uh, hey, if you want to just send me an update there and we can air that on the show too, you can do that. You can do that there as well. Just leave your name and a brief, uh, maybe a three minute at the most. Uh, I think that's all you can record on SpeakPipe, maybe maybe five minutes. Um, and just let me know uh, an update on uh, you know what's been going on or maybe if you have a discovery of something that's worked or hasn't worked, let us know that as well. And I would love to air some of that or some of them on the upcoming or an upcoming podcast. So um, that's pretty much going to wrap up this episode. I'll remind you again about the show notes and the transcripts. You can find them by heading over to theamazingseller.com forward slash 250. That's episode 250. So again, that's theamazingseller.com forward slash 250. Any links or transcripts or show notes, all of that will be there for you on that page. All right. So uh, yeah, that's pretty much going to wrap it up on this episode, guys. You guys know I love doing these, so keep them coming and just keep taking action. Keep moving. It's all about movement. Once we stop, well, then we can't expect to get any results, right? Because we stopped. You got to keep moving. Got to keep moving. You got to keep doing what I always say to do, and that is taking action. All right, so that's it, guys. That's going to wrap it up. Remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you, and I'm rooting for you, but you have to. You have to. Come on, say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. I just said it here. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day, and I'll see you right back here on the next episode.